What's up, everyone? It is Richie here, bringing you Season 3, Episode 10 of the F1 Podcast. Today is May 5th, 2023. Beautiful day outside here in Toronto. Not complain with the warm weather. Just don't ask us about our sports teams right now. But all kidding aside, uh, we got a lot to unpack uh, to, in today's episode. I'm here with my amazing co-host, Andrew Cleary. Andrew, always good to see you. How are Gracie, you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. The sun is shining. The day is bright. Let's just enjoy the weekend that's coming up with the Miami Grand Prix. And hopefully the Leafs can turn it around. Yeah, if if anything can happen, it will happen in the Sunshine State. Whether if it is Ferrari coming back, you know, getting their first podium this weekend. But we have a lot to discuss. Unfortunately, Erica couldn't make this week's episode. She sends her regrets. Also, we just want to say a big thank you to all our, all our followers. We've now at 350 Instagram followers and Woo-hoo. growing. We will, well, I will be at Trinity Common this Sunday. Uh, to watch the Miami Grand Prix. There are, I think there are tables still available, so make sure to call and book a reservation. But I will be on site at 3 o'clock, so come hang out, come have a pint, and why why not? Andrew, let's talk quickly about Azerbaijan. Fastest lap, re- fastest lap recap? Yep, we got to get, it's all you, man. All right, you have the timer set? Yes, I do. Uh, so just really quickly, you have, I think it's a minute 43. Yeah, George so Russell lap oh. was set by George Russell at a minute 43.37 seconds, but I'm sure I can pack in such an action-filled race. I, I think you could do it in five seconds, but that's just my opinion. So, yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Well, after a one-month layoff, we are back with Formula One racing in Baku, Azerbaijan. It's the first weekend, too, with this new interesting sprint format that they decided to implement all of a sudden on that case, which we saw qualifying happen on Friday for the race on Sunday, and that there was qualifying on Saturday morning that dictated the uh, or the sprint qualifying dictated where you're going to stay for the sprint race on Saturday. Therefore, uh, that was kind of all by itself in, a ca- in that case. Friday, we saw some interesting stuff in qualifi- qualifying. Aston Martin had some issues with the DRS opening up on Friday and Saturday, which kind of hindered them throughout the weekend, but kind of they were able to figure that out for the Sunday race. Nevertheless, we had Charles Leclerc on pole during the sprint qualifying, which he had to use a new medium set in Q1, new medium set in Q2, and a new soft set in Q3, which was uh, new to the weekend. But Charles Leclerc was able to get that pole. Uh, unfortunately, he was not able to convert that as Checo Perez won the sprint qualify, the sprint race for, on the Saturday, which, but on Friday as well, we also had Charles Leclerc going the double pole this weekend, getting securing pole for Sunday's race. However, he was unfortunate not able to convert that because he finished third behind Checo and Max. A couple of things. Uh, it was a horrible weekend for Nick DeVries, living up to his nickname, Nick DeVries, as everything he went on the track just went kaboom in terms of crashes and whatnot. Do a barrel he roll. created a lot of red flags, credit the safety car that screwed up Max. But overall, a very non-eventful week at Azerbaijan. But lots to discuss, including Ocon's incident at the end of the race. Oh, very nice done. Uh, I think you did. Uh, I didn't hit stop, but you did it in a minute and 39 seconds. Perfect. You are so far, I think, the one who's been able to do it under the, the fastest lap. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Azerbaijan. So let's first start. Uh, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, Red Bull, again. They are literally Sergio kicking Perry. everyone's ass and taking everyone's name. John, uh, it's it's kind of like we're watching Mercedes 2.0. You lose. Not only that, but also today's weekend, we saw Sergio Perez win his, I think this was his uh, sixth race of his career. Also lives to this, his nickname. If he's going to retire, he is the king of the streets because this guy knows how to run uh, a street circuit. But also, um, 
don't know. I think there maybe are some positives for for Ferrari this weekend. Yes, they look good at uh at you know at qualification at qualifying. You know, could not compete, but you know they were able to get a podium. We'll just take the W and move on to Miami. That's it. That's literally all I got to leave at. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It was quite interesting. So in the FIA's decision to try and make the race more competitive, I guess, in their approach was to shorten the DRS zones by like 100 meters, considering how big the DRS zones are in Azerbaijan, the long straights. Um, they figured that was going to be well to Red Bull's advantage. But I don't know if you noticed this, uh, John, their speed advantage without DRS is quite surprisingly good, uh, Red Bull. And so just like they, they can be up to top speeds as some teams have with the DRS. So <laughs> Red Bull really didn't matter, DRS zone or not. They were going to fly past anybody this weekend. And they look, again, unstoppable. Checo winning both races so that he's now only six points back of Max in the World Drivers' Championship, which is huge considering we have another street circuit this week in Miami. Max has looked very quick in the first two practice sessions, but never count out Checo in these street circuits, right? He is the king of the streets, as you mentioned earlier, and he will not pass up an opportunity to uh, win a race considering that he is legit Max's direct competition this year, and we're all just playing for second place at this point. This is kind of like Vince Carter in the 2000 slam dunk competition when he was going to be first. And as I believe Kenny Smith said, let's just sign in the check and let's play for second place. Cause that's what we're doing right now. We're playing for second place. Uh, I, I would think differently. I would think we're playing for third place because, you know, I think Red Bull is definitely going to come one two this season. I think they're definitely proven it. Max and Checo are having phenomenal starts to the season. Um, I'm just curious how that that third place is going to go in the standings. Is it is it going to be a is not is it going to be a Ferrari? Is it going to be an Austin Martin? You know, Fernando Alonso had a terrific start to the season, but didn't really have the greatest of races. You've mentioned this earlier with some of the DRS issues that he was having, and I, I think Lance Stroll was having the same thing. It's anybody's game for uh, for position three in the standings. Yeah, you know, Ferrari, I thought, pro provided a pretty good car this weekend. And this past weekend yeah. in Azerbaijan, I think they were very quick overall. Kind of what I was expecting them to be at the beginning of the year, to be honest with you, in terms of pace. Um, yeah, Austin Martin had struggles on Friday and Saturday with the DRS. I guess, you know, the mechanism wasn't opening when they were pressing the button. It was just being inconsistent. So they were losing, like, those key valuable seconds on the straights in terms of qualifying. And that's why they started farther back. They were they were up, were able to score double points, I believe, in the sprint and in the race, which was good. But again, if you know, especially Aston Martin, who I didn't anticipate to be as good as Ferrari this year, they need to kind of keep up their level of pace, and they will. Having finished seventh last year and having that extra wind tunnel time, they can start bringing in more. Yeah. Uh, they'll bring in more up upgrades more frequently or more frequently in that case compared to Ferrari would be able to, but. Uh, you know what? Ferrari looked really strong this weekend, and uh, I think honestly, if you're a Ferrari fan, you gotta take this and just be really positive about it, right? You've had such a dogged start to the beginning of the season that you needed to grasp onto something to to maintain positivity, and this was it. So, I think this is you're only gonna get better from here from a Ferrari fan standpoint. And Aston Martin, we need to step up again and really hone in on our driver's capabilities and really be able to, you know, provide a car that is competitive to Ferrari moving forward. It's definitely interesting that you make that comment about the wind tunnel. Cause like we clearly already been seeing that happen in this, the fact that you guys have already have 87 points to start the season is like, and you're second in the constructors, like there is some kudos that you guys deserve this. 
Um, and yeah, you know, I totally agree with you. We'll take the third place trophy. We got a podium. Let's just like take that advantage. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how Ferrari uh, can, can do in Miami. I think we're recording this after two practice sessions already that happened in, um, in Miami and already seen some of the images and some of the, the, the racing has been pretty, pretty crazy. So um, I also, how did, how do you think that Mercedes and uh, let's see, Mercedes look this weekend? Yeah, they were mid, I would say, like very mid performance this weekend. I want to joke that, um, you know, coming out the news this week with having Brad Pitt, with the new F1 movie coming out that Brad Pitt's kind of working on directing, they're going to add like an 11th team to the grid this year. Uh, in, in the non-racing levels, they're going to be putting out a car. And um, apparently Mercedes has been the one that's been helping them with the development of this kind of like, it's supposed to be an F2 based car, but they're going to, yeah. but Mercedes has been the ones that have been prominently helping with the development of this car. So I'm almost wondering if they're taking too much time developing Brad Pitt's car as opposed to their own. It's funny that you mentioned that because somebody on Twitter, I think it's a driver in Formula E. I don't know where exactly. He's like the fact that like Brad Pitt can get his super license before me is unbelievable. Oh yeah, Colton Herta, unbelievable. That was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I worked tooth and nail in IndyCar just to try and get a spot at McLaren next year or even in F1 this past year. And Brad Pitt is, you know, is going to have his own super license before him. Um, yeah, it was, but also like, let's just talk. I think we need to address what the heck happened at the end of the race in Baku. Um, so for those that don't know, I think it was Akon had to come in. I basically, instead of finishing on the line, he finished in the pit lane and well, they were, no, 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 cause he, he, yeah. he did, he had hards all the way. To, so he came, it was the last lap. Oh, he had to, re- yeah, I mean, just, he had the pit. He had to pit on the last lap because he had hards from the start of the race. Which I also think was another key reason, like the tire degradation was not as bad as I thought it, the, they thought it was going to be this weekend on the street circuits. And it just kind of made for a very mid boring race where it was more a race of tire management as opposed to overtaking. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, he had to come in, but continue on, uh, John. Yeah, no worries. No, thanks for catching that. Cause I totally forgot for those that don't know you in formula one in a race, you have to stop at least once. And that is the requirement. So because he was on these hard tires, he went to the all the way towards the end and basically tried to do it in the last lap as he's coming into the, the pit, the lane pit lane, all of a sudden he sees a bunch of people like in front of him that they're setting up basically the cars and I guess at the podium spot, it was a mess. I don't know how the FIA did not, how, how are people able to do that? Go onto the pit lane and not notice that there's a car coming. Well, yeah, like you're stopping, you're going like 300 down that straight and you have to stop. You have to get to 80 kilometers in a matter of like three, 400 meters. And all of a sudden you start seeing people starting running onto the pit lane so that they could get their freaking picture of the race winner. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Like FIA needed to be better in this case. And they need to like, let the people know, Hey, look, you know, we still have a guy that needs to come in the pit, get the F off the road. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that because it's like, they were literally in the process of setting up the podium and the, there was literally personnel's there were, there were photographers. There was, I, I don't know if there, I don't think it was, it was too early enough for fans, but like, yeah, we, we've seen this. And like, I remember a Schumacher when he was like trying to finish in at Monza and like fans were literally rushing the, the track at the time. So the FIA did apologize to, uh, Alcon for this incident, but they said these things normally are not happen. They've, uh, they assured making sure that they're going to change the protocol and make sure no one's in the pit lane until the end. I'm confident that we will not see this anymore. 
confident we'll not see that anymore. I take that with great salt. But they have, I don't think they have updated protocols, but. Hey, how, how, how is there no communication though between like the, like the group, like between the stewards down there and between the photographers saying, Hey, you know, we, we, you know, someone, someone else has got to come in. Like what you're going to just anticipate, Akon's just going to disqualify himself from the race by not coming in on the last lap. Like that's, that's ludicrous. <laughs> you know, it's just absolute, you know, idiocy to think that you're not, to think that would be the case. So I don't understand. Maybe people are trying to jump the gun to get the best position for the photography. And maybe you have them move over a couple laps earlier so that this doesn't happen again and that they're in position before people come down the pit lane. But if you're a steward and setting up like the, the podium spots or setting up like the park for me afterwards, you got to have a better sense of what's going on in the race to, yeah. do, to, to pull that because that is, it was ridiculous. It was, you know what the funny part though? It was the most dangerous part of the weekend, but it was the most exciting part of that damn race. <laughs> All the, that was the entertainment for the race. And as sad as that sounds, that was true of the case. Yeah, it was kind of a bore fest. Let's be real. Like, the, uh, I think the Red Bulls literally passed the Ferraris on lap three. Yeah, Go in ahead. fairness, I think Nick DeVries or Nick DeVries tried to make it as interesting as possible on his own self. I wonder if they just pull straw, uh, stra uh, straws before uh, the start of the race. They're like, okay, you got to hit the wall. We need a yeah, we need a safety car. Or like they get the, they get like a script before the race, and like Nick DeVries is or Nick DeVries is rookie because like lap ten. <laughs> why <laughs> i wanted lap 25 <laughs> imagine max reading his script being like i'm gonna pit early <laughs> yeah so like ironically right last uh, if you guys remember last year in Jeddah, this was the flip around checo pitted a lap early and then the safety card come out and he got misplaced and finished p4 flip-flop this year happened to matt to checo and azerbaijan where Max got caught out early based on the safety car and Checo was able to stay, sustain his lead win the race. So it's funny how things he all evens out at the end. Uh, you know what I also thought was really interesting is uh, all, all due respect to Max Verstappen, but uh, his little feud with uh, George Russell calling him a certain, uh, I don't know if I can really repeat it because yeah. I guess George put him in the wall and it's like, Oh, you're mad about that, but it's like you kind of been doing that like the previous season and every time you drive because you drive very <laughs> recklessly. <laughs> yeah, that was quite the uh, exchange after the spring qualifying. And uh, to have when, when George is walking away, say, and Max fully on camera getting caught saying, you you know, wait for this to happen to you. know, I'll start doing it too, sort of. And then he, you know, proceeded to file a word that, you know, do a barrel roll. Leclerc was on the wrong podium position uh where he was on the p2 podium instead of the p3 podium and then there's that funny moment before when they're in the cooling room and he's sitting in, technically in the second place chair and then per uh, paris comes on and he's like oh no, you he's want sitting the in the first place chair oh my gosh yes i think i think max and checo just felt bad for the for charles he goes like we know what you've been through just it's okay it's okay you, you know making sure he's okay you, you know give you him lose you know because <laughs> he <laughs> It's funny, Leclerc just looked absolutely dumbfounded in that podium in the cooldown room, being like, Oh, thank God, finally a podium. But he's kind of like out of sorts, not knowing where to sit. Well, <laughs> Paris is probably like, I just passed you in race wins, <laughs> yeah. and I've been it's in okay. this longer than you. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but that's yeah, true. 
but I want to say shout out to somebody who performed really well this weekend, despite being very under the weather. And that was Oscar Piastri. I think he had yeah. like the stomach flu slash like the, the virus and commend his efforts. He was losing a, like, I think he lost like three or four kilograms of weight throughout the weekend before the race sort of idea because of, you know, his, his symptoms and how bad his flu was. I thought it was a stupid call during the squid sprint qualifying. You know, as I mentioned earlier that you had to use a new set of sauce in Q3 of it. And, you know, Lando didn't have a, a soft set, in a, a, like a set of new softs in Q3. So he was automatically, he couldn't, he couldn't qualify. He couldn't qualify in P in that Q3 session for a better spot. So he was going to finish 10th anyways. So instead of, you know, knowing that and giving maybe Oscar a toe so that he could go into Q3. Aston Martin did the strategy where Alonzo, like, uh, just gave Stroll a toe all the way down the main straight. And he was able to get, he was able to get into Q3 and knock Piastri out into P11. So, I don't know. I thought that was a bad, really bad call on McLaren's strategy part. It really didn't, I don't know, make a difference at the end of the weekend. But I just think that's just a bad move overall. And, uh, I felt bad for Oscar considering how well he performed despite his flu. Yeah, I know. Kudos to that. I was going to say the only thing like McLaren's been doing right is just on their merchandise. Cause I don't know of you, but have you seen that new papaya hat we got from Miami? It slaps. I think this is a good time to switch over. So yes, yeah, Miami good. GP is this weekend. It is like the celebrity of like, it's a celebrity event of the year pretty much so far in F1 so far. A uh, lot of collaborations, a lot of new merchandise. As I agree, Richie, the McLaren hat was fire. But I don't know if you saw Yuki's button-up shirt. It's oh, looking nice. Oh, it was that was sexy. Uh, so a couple other things I want to take. Uh, also, so yeah, let's get right into Miami. Uh, I think you know, let's just forget about Baku because also I forgot to put in my uh fantasy in, so I dropped significantly. <laughs> Not even in ours. I think I dropped like spots in ours, but in one other fantasy, I dropped 25 spots. Oh, yikes. And I'm like now like 49th out of 53. Like I, oh. my season's done. <laughs> like, and people were like, oh, you can come back. It's like, no, I could not come back. I literally forgot because I mentally, I guess, checked out because how stupid this 20 day break was. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Okay. Enough of my rants. Okay. Let's talk about Miami. Yes. We talked about Miami where we think that it's literally just going to be all festival. And we're kind of already seeing that. It already has been. Because I don't know if you saw this, Richie. They put the paddock in the Hard Rock Stadium, which is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, so you think it's cool. I love it. I personally love it. I think you're maximizing the space you have there to begin with. And they put, and like, it's just the fact that they've been able to put all 10 teams it's spaciously, mind you, in this paddock is pretty it's pretty interesting. It's funny that you mentioned that too, because I kind of was like, why would they put it in there? But I think maybe it, it's easier because they could probably control who mm-hmm. gets in there and who is allowed to kind of go there. Cause like we've heard stories of 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 paddock uh paddocks just being absolutely m- mental in terms of the amount of fans that like somehow get passes and, and get in there and it's like not walkable. But yeah, so far, and I think they've added a, a lot of cool things there. I was just um, and we're just starting to see like all the celebrities come out. Uh, ASAP Rocky was hanging out with Ferrari. Vin Diesel was with McLaren. So, um, and then also, I don't know if you saw this, but part of my take literally was able to get Max Checo and Christian Horner all to sit down on one podcast. Did you um, hear the, Did you hear the point when Max said that Check or no Checo said that Max a good trait of Max was that he's a good loser. <laughs> 
I was dying when he said that. I, I was like, how is Max a good loser? But then he explained in the sense of how um that he, you know, he comes over to him and congratulates him after um a, a race that Checo wins. I was like, you know, no one's really considered Max a good loser, but I just I love the narrative we're getting pushed here. Yeah, no, there's like definitely some like big things and also like yeah, let's take in. I think yeah, Mercedes on for Mercedes Lewis took part in an IWC basketball game in Miami. And then I don't know who else was there, but like, yeah, it was just crazy. Uh, Tyree see, uh, Hill. Oh yeah, go ahead. Did you, did you see uh, Gunther Steiner? Became, no, I what became DJ Steiner this past no week. Way. Yeah, oh yeah. He was spinning with Griffin at like a Haas oh. team event. They had him behind the mic and they had him behind the, 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 uh, the board and just, you know, he, he was spinning with Griffin. It was hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. This yeah. guy's just become more like more as the most interesting man in the world. All we need is Gunther Steiner, just a video of him headbanging would be awesome. Well, hey, if it brings in money, then that's totally cool. Um, also, um, I guess like Logan, Logan has his helmet like the shape of a golf ball. No, or, that's the, uh, Albin does. Oh, Albin does, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, it's inspired by uh because he they did a... Him and his girlfriend, Lily He, who's a professional golfer on the LPGA yeah. tour, she uh they did like a collaboration together. And uh his ha- his helmet legit looks like a golf ball this weekend. Oh, that's pretty sick. Okay, but who do you like who do you like better though? That golf ball? Okay, there's 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 three that I think look pretty sweet this week. So this is technically Sargent's home race because he he was born in Fort Lauderdale. He grew up karting in the Miami area. So He's got this cool, like, you know, homage to the USA, to home in his in his helmet and design, like kind of like the eagle wings as part of like like inter like intertwined with the visor. I thought that yeah. was pretty neat. We have Albin's golf ball helmet, or do you like Lando Norris's beach ball helmet? <laughs> I think just... Lando's beach ball helmet slaps. I also like <laughs> Leclerc's. Uh with it's pretty, it's really colorful. And um just trying to, I'm just quickly looking at there, but also, yeah, Yuki's Yuki's just looks really fun. Mm-hmm. That's one's. I, I love these type of helmets. Uh, the fact that every race they get to do these, so and it's just it, it's good for the sports, good for fans, right? Um, oh, Red Bull have their have unveiled the first fan designed livery of the year. It's got that Miami Vice kind of look, um, where it's got like the uh, pastel blue and the pink stripes going along the sides of the. Uh, of the chassis and looks i think it looks pretty unique in that case really clean did you also see speaking of clean going back to red bull did you see danny ricardo's drip at the met gala this past week so clean so nice rocking the tom brown three-piece with the tweet did you hear that he met and hathaway on the uh on the red carpet eh? and she gushed about how she's a big f1 fan super jealous look if i can get invited to the met oh this is like literally our call out if we can ask our sponsors to send us to the met you know we got a running list of things that we want to go to yeah so uh, this is our call out to our sponsors whenever we get them we want to go to the met i can rock a nice suit i promise but also i got there's some rumors that came up this weekend Mm. i don't know if you heard this andrew but there's some rumors about leclerc potentially going to mercedes i don't know you know total wolf had got asked the question about it i'm focused on on signing hamilton some spice coming into miami eh? yeah you know 
like Leclerc's under contract for a few years, and I don't know if Lewis is going to be like like still racing by the time that contract is done or in a position to win a lot of races come that time is done. But I can, you know what? Hey, I can see Charles moving to Mercedes. Never count anything out, in my opinion. It'd be interesting to see what Charles would do at Mercedes, but, you know, because I we've always been pitched that he's been homegrown to Ferrari and, you know, would I guess he would like to win, as, you know, as a Ferrari driver because he grew up through the system, but at some point you're going to have a major competition issue if you're at Mercedes because you're going to have, because you already have Russell under contract rumors of linked that maybe Norris is going to go after his McLaren contracts over. And now Charles, I'm like three doesn't fit into two last time I checked. And I don't think any of them would want to be a reserve driver. They're not, they don't want to pull a Danny Rick right now. Uh, they, they clearly want to race. Yeah. I found those really interesting. I, I personally don't see it. But we've definitely seen a lot that's happened in Formula One in, in the last few years. And heck, like Fernando Alonso coming back in his 40s and he's and he was able to rip out three podiums in a row. I just can't believe it. I I I it's kind of like you were playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs and then you go to the Montreal Canadiens or, or the Boston Bruins. It's like, oh my gosh, you grew up in the Toronto system, you do that, and then it's like, oh, by the way, gotta go over to Boston and play for them. It's just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, you know, it's it's all part you know, wanting to secure a seat for the future. Um, and a lot of these guys, they just want to win now, right? Because mm-hmm. there's no better time to win until now. There's so many good young guys coming into the sport who can win. Like, I, I don't see how, you know, George Russell or Lando Norris or even, like, Charles Leclerc won't win a World Drivers' Championship in their life. I just think they're too good of a driver not to win, but – you also need a good car behind him. And right now the three of them don't have the best car behind him. It's Max. Max has the best car. Max has been informed the, is, is the most informed. And barring anything changes, I can see Max win like the next three, four years. I can see why people are scrambling in the background because they want to go win and they want to win now. Um, I guess like, let's just quickly talk predictions. Um, who do you think is going to be on the podium? Do you think uh, Austin Martin's going to have a bounce back lap, a uh, bounce back race? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I They were quick, but my concern is I think people brought upgrade packages and they have yet to bring one that of quality. I think they'll finish like maybe P5, P6. Uh, I think Charles had a really strong race here last year on the track. I could really see this being a max win. Uh, maybe a Charles Leclerc P2 finish and then a Checo P3 finish. Yeah. All things good. So I think that... I know it's boring, like, oh, you're picking Red Bull again to win. I'm like, yeah, I am, because you know why? They have the best car, and why not? Like, Red Bull might win every race this season. <laughs> that's that's the sad part, though. <laughs> oh, I know, but, like, we have to we have to face reality right now. Right, right now, Red Bull is going to kick everybody's ass, and it's a matter of – it's not, like – it's not a matter of like, – yeah, it's a matter of which one's going to win, but the real question is, like, by how much? Like, is yeah. it going to be a five-second gap? Are they going to be close? Or could it be, like, a 20-second gap? Yeah, that's that's totally true. Yeah, so I think there's definitely going to be a lot to see. I'm curious to see how Austin Martin bounces back. Um, I'm curious to see if how, you know, we kind of talked about a lot of these celebrities visiting the teams. I wonder who's what teams are going to get so distracted with all that and not actually really perform this weekend. I'm also interested to see, like, are we going to see that resurgence for Carlos Sainz? Like, are we going to see something from him, um, this like a bounce back this weekend? And, you know, maybe like uh, uh, towards the bottom, like, uh, are we going to see some points out of um, Williams? Uh, who, who are we going to see? Um, I was going to say Haas, but yeah. So, so Richie, then give me yeah. your 
boom of the week, like the player you like in fan in football fantasy, we talk about boom or bust. Like boom, boom. being like a person that's gonna be it's gonna exceed expectations in a bust. One is just gonna be completely below it. So who do you think your boom of the week is going to be? I think my boom of the week is uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Leclerc. I think he's going to have a bounce back uh, a race. I think he's will get another podium for the team. I feel like bust. I, I think I think maybe it's going to be Brussels. Maybe I'm just I'm just thinking like he's going to be. I think Lewis is going to probably push him a little bit more this race, and and maybe Russell's going to like hit the wall or something. But I can't even talk because Leclerc did at the wall today in F- i think it was fp1 or fp2 so FP2, yeah he crashed out yeah. <laughs> but hey man i gotta believe yep hey no one else will Richie. that's the thing no one's gonna support your team but yourself right so you lose Ex- yeah wow okay i i'm just gonna end it there okay perfect <laughs> that is that is this week <laughs> i love you andrew don't worry uh, that is this week's uh, episode of the F1 podcast. Thank you, Andrew, for sitting down and chatting with me this week. We have a lot to talk about. Um, curious to see how Miami's going to go. Again, thank you to all of our fans for the support. I'm excited to see you, everybody, at Trinity Common on Sunday. I'll be there at 3 o'clock. Hope to see you guys there. And please come out come out and have a couple of pints and, and watch Ferrari get a podium. So let's do that. And, um, you know, Andrew, want to do the honors? Please send us off. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Season 3, Episode 10 of the F1 Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at F1.podcast, as well as finding us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as X Richie's YouTube page. Yes, we, it is the Miami GP. Rishi will be there hosting uh, at Trinity Common on Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, please reserve a table. Don't think it's going to be quite full. Please go call, reserve a table, uh, and show some love for Trinity Common. They're a great spot to watch the race. And fingers crossed, this race is more eventful than the snooze fest that was this past weekend.